The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Well, we're going to talk about kids and siblings right now. And I have a question for you parents and maybe you grandparents as well. It's truth time. Do you favor one child over another? Hmm? Tough one to answer. Let me know at 630, 630. A poll done last year suggested 25% of you did. It suggested parents were more likely to favor the youngest child, with the eldest child being next, and the middle child in last place. Poor middle child, eh? Uh, The other said they didn't favor a child. Now my question is, are you telling the truth on that one? Joining me is Julie Friedman-Smith, the co-founder of Parenting Power. Hi, Julie. Hi. How are you doing today? I'm just giggling. (laughs) I'm great. Then what's your initial thoughts on this? Oh, I think that sometimes many, many parents have a favorite child and that it's not always the same one because... Uh, we certainly find with our clients and as parents, uh, my business partner and myself, that there are times when one of your kids is just in a stage that's so annoying that you just don't want to be around them nearly as much as the other one. And so, yeah, this happens for sure. It's so a, it's it, could a real be, thing. it could be, you know, the kind of day that you're having or the mm-hmm. kind of month the kid's having. It could be their age. It could be hormone. It could be all sorts of things. But, Definitely. but, it's, but it's a reality, isn't it? Oh, yeah. It? Uh, but, you know, I, I think it's interesting when you looked at that saying 25% of parents said that, you know, they had a, they had a, fi- a favorite child. What, the other 75% saying, no, no we don't. Do you think that that number is actually higher? Do you think that there's a lot of parents out there that don't want to admit that? Well, maybe, maybe. I mean, I I don't, it's quite possible. And the reality is that if we really take time to put it into a survey, do we have a favorite child? You know, do I love them equally? Probably. The question is, do you like them equally? And that's the one where I think oftentimes you don't like them equally. And and it might just be the moment, you know, you have a, a kid who's just really going through some stuff right now and so it's much easier to relate to the other kids in your family so i think uh it's different for every family but it certainly is a factor because we can't get along and like everybody all the time no tell me about it (laughs) Mm -hmm. especially when we're living with them yeah exactly uh julie so let's break this down a little bit more so you say you don't necessarily like them equally it it might not be that you love them any less so when that comes to to parents i want to break down into parents into into the children how how should a parent handle that well and i think that's really the key question here so by all means, we have we have these moments we're recognizing, oh my gosh, I'm really not liking this kid. And maybe it's your toddler because they're throwing tantrums all the time. Or maybe it's your teenager because all of a sudden he's stopped talking to you or he's, you know, just kind of grunting little things at you or whatever it is. I mean, we've, we've all had those experiences. And so knowing that... Um, our role as the adult in the relationship, which sometimes we don't want to play that role, but that really is the parenting role, is to say, okay, so what am I going to do about it? Um, Because oftentimes when we do have a child who's just not very nice to communicate with, it's easier to not communicate. And we tend to just kind of maybe almost walk on eggshells or, or kind of move around that child a little bit without saying much. And the more we do that, the worse the situation gets. So the best thing that we recommend at Parenting Power is to really get clear that it is happening. And then here are some steps you can follow. Number one is if you're really having a hard time finding something to like about your child uh, at a calm time, not in the middle of the day, but once, once you have some time to yourself, make a list of five things that you do like about that child. And one time I had a client who could only come up with one thing. She couldn't put five things down on her list. Wow. But the one thing she liked about her 
teenage son was that he showered every morning and he smelled good. <laughs> and I was like, that's good. Let's lead with that <laughs> because, because it's very easy to find ourselves. And I, I'm certainly in that position right now where almost everything you're saying is like, put your bowl, put, put your bowl in the dishwasher. You didn't pick up your coat. Why haven't you done your homework? Why are you still up? like, everything's a nag. Mm-hmm. Um, so instead of that, when we have this list of five good qualities, then we can, we can, lead with that we can and and that doesn't mean following it up with an egg it means that when you see this child the first and only thing you're going to say is i really love that you respect your hygiene Uh done and then you walk away so before an argument comes um so so that's one thing is just setting yourself up with a script of something that will actually be pleasant to say and then the other thing is creating connection time so if you know oftentimes those favorite kids are the ones that we really like to spend time with are kids that do similar things to us so it's easy to spend time with them because we have the same likes uh so what we have to do as as the adult in the relationship is find something that we can do with that other child so that we are creating opportunities to connect with them it may not be our favorite thing Mm -hmm. but even if it's you know sitting down and watching a hockey game with them or uh, heading outside to shoot some baskets or with your little kids. Like, I hated playing dolls and things like that. But for 10 minutes, I can sit down and play Barbies or dolls or whatever mm-hmm. just to force myself to spend some time connecting and to, and to create those opportunities to connect. Because if we, don't, if we don't create them, the other child isn't going to, unless they just misbehave to drag us into a connection with them. What can happen um, if, you know, the other children maybe sense that there is a favorite? Um, that, can be, that can be a challenge as well. That can cause uh, some rift, I'm guessing, between the parents uh, and the child and, and, and the siblings themselves. Yeah, for sure. And so really it's, it is about that forcing ourselves to create these connection times. And, and that doesn't mean like, oh my gosh, I have to connect with you. Like it's not that you're feeling like you're a victim because of that, but setting up times to connect and even just with the whole family. So making sure that we are together at the dinner table on a regular basis or at the breakfast table, whatever works for the family. Yeah. Um, often I'll hear families saying, well, we have a movie night every Friday night and that's a great place to start. But when we're all staring at a screen, we aren't all looking, looking at each other. Mm-hmm. So it's really important to create these opportunities where we can look at each other and it might be uncomfortable for the first two or three minutes but often you know if we can create this and, and sustain it and maybe we bring some topics to talk about you know mm-hmm. who or what to the Met Gala or <laughs> or if you're dealing with your preschoolers you know what what is your favorite color is a great conversation starter um, but just something because once we get the ball rolling and everybody's laughing together or looking at each other and spending time together then you think oh yeah that's what I like about that child. And hopefully they think, oh, that's what I like about that parent. (laughs) So really it's being the adult and setting aside these moments. And with devices uh, nowadays, Mm. it's so easy to just, you know, text your kid instead of talking to them. No, we need to talk face to face. Can kids, uh, I want, I think this happens too. Kids can pick a favorite parent as well. Oh, sure. Yeah. That's regular. And, and that's not atypical. So oftentimes we'll find that girls connect better with their dads and that boys connect better with their moms. Um, you know, oftentimes the person that we are the most similar to or the per- is the person that drives us crazy because all the things we hate about ourselves, we also hate in that person uh. or dislike, I guess would be a kinder <laughs> word. So it's, it's okay for that to happen. But, 
um, and we can't take it personally. We just it's, this is just part of it. Relationships are built on on those kinds of things. But as parents, we need to make sure that we are attending to each of our kids and. And it's not only about fairness, because life isn't fair. There are times when one of our kids may need more attention. In fact, it's interesting that you say that the youngest child tends to be the favorite, because mm. it's often the youngest child that just needs our help more. We end up spending more time with that child, mm. and the older one becomes more independent, and, and the middle one goes and does their own thing. That's, that's often the case. But uh, just because we can't give everybody the same amount of time or treat our kids exactly the same, what we can do for our kids is meet their needs uniquely. Mm -hmm. As long as we're meeting each of our kids' needs, then we're being fair. And then kids are feeling like they're being seen for who they are. We don't take everybody for a haircut on the same day and buy everybody the same thing. No, we, we do what our child needs at the moment, and we recognize them for who they are, and we value them for just being them, not for all the things they're not, but for who they are. What do we love about them? The way their eye sparkles when they laugh or the way they are so good at reaching those things off of the top shelf for us. So mm -hmm. find these little things that we can really appreciate about each child, and, um, and that will help us to feel like we're not only favoring one child. We're talking about uh, parenting and favorite children in the family. A poll done last year suggested 25% of parents had favored, well, they favored one child over another. It suggested parents were more likely to favor the youngest child with the eldest child being next and middle children in last place. We're joined by Julie Friedman-Smith, the co-founder of Parenting Power. You can follow her at uh, Freedom Smith or at Parenting Power on Twitter as well as on Instagram as well. Thanks for the follow, Julie. appreciate it. Um, just, uh, I before we went to break, wanted to I, I mentioned I wanted to bring in, you know, the step parenting aspect sure. of that and 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 how that can play into it as well. Because I think, gosh, that uh, that's that can be a real minefield to navigate when it comes to um, developing a relationship with uh, with your stepchild. And you know, sometimes there's well, oftentimes, most of the times, there's a lot of baggage that comes along with that. For sure. And in fact, the roles are kind of designed. It's really not personal at all. The roles are designed that there's just a lot of animosity, mm -hmm. natural animosity and jealousy that exists between children and step parents and, and, and just the way that relationship fits together. So the first part of it is just being realistic. You, you're not going to walk into a step relationship and have everything work perfectly smoothly. And if you are, that's great. And it's probably a honeymoon period, and mm -hmm. very shortly it won't, because it's just, there's a lot of emotional stuff that, that's carried along there. You know, I, I look back at when my, my when my parents split up. I was you know 15 years old. My brother was was 14, and I've talked about it on the show before. My my dad married his his secretary, who was only 10 years older older than me. Like it was a whole like it was one of those classic. Oh my gosh, this is out of a movie or something like yeah. that. And I remember looking back, and I mean, think and again, my stepmom's been in my life now for well over 30 years, and and I adore her. But I put her through hell mm -hmm. for. Uh, a couple of years, like I was very, very mean to her, and um, you know, I was lucky when I when I when I got my stepkids at that same age, fifteen and eighteen. It was different; they were older and they were boys. Um, I was lucky that way, but boy, I was nasty to her. So, uh, as the step parent um, dealing with that nastiness, I guess you just have to try to be the adult and 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 hope and be confident that maybe things will get better. 
Well, yeah, and the first part is just not taking it personally, which is so, so easy to hard, say, yeah. so hard to do. But it's really, it could be any cardboard cutout in that role there would be the same animosity. Mm. So it's not about who you are as a person that's receiving that animosity. It's just the role that you are playing. You've broken up this family, whether you have or not, yep. that's the child's mm-hmm. perspective. And you're trying to replace, and plus it's the question of, uh, and whether it's a stepmom or a stepdad, it's who does my parent love more, me mm-hmm. or you? And mm-hmm. how, do I, how do I work that? How do I, how do I you know, play with that? Ooh. So it's very gross, but we can't, there are some, some great ways to work around it. Part of it is realizing that's going to be there. So not forcing everybody to just smile and grin and bear it. Aren't you lucky to have a new mom? Mm. Um, But we understand that change is tough. This is going to take time. We believe it can work and we need to be working together as a team. And then making sure that both um, the, the biological parent and the new parent that's been added in are working as a team to create some very realistic expectations and consequences so that it's not a question of um, my step-parent is trying to parent me. But no, these are the rules in the house. Mm-hmm. And when you misbehave, this is the consequence as opposed to the step-parent yeah. is making up a consequence. Yeah, you know what, Julie? I, I remember when um, when my boys came into my life, as I mentioned, at 15 and 18, and when I was dating their dad, I, I flashed back to, you know, 15 or 30 years, sorry, 30 years prior, yeah. going through it with my, with my family, with my dad and with my mom and, you know, all of that and how it shook down. And I remembered how I felt at certain times. And I really tried to make sure that those those feelings that I felt there that I, I that that my boys wouldn't feel going into this. So you know what, there were no sleepovers. They were you know, dad was always home in the morning. You know, there was, you know, he, he could stay at my place. You know, quite late, but he was home in the morning. He yeah. was there. Um, I there was no forcing of anything. It we let the boys really take it more than anything. And that ended up, you know, lucky for us. I know it doesn't work like that for everybody, but that worked for us. It just, um, it wasn't forced. It just, it just kind of grew and that just seemed to work best all the way around. And I'm, I'm absolutely blessed and lucky, but I know it doesn't happen that way for everybody. Well, that's, congratulations on that. And, and really we work with a lot of families in that exact situation about we believe that there's more than one right way to parent mm-hmm. at Parenting Power, and so we really help families to figure out what's going to work for them, and really it is a process. And, yeah. when, and when everybody's on the same team and we're working for the good of the team, it's it becomes easier. But it, it is a process, and uh, and it's worth it when we when we work hard at it, but it, it's... The, the, time. It's not. A, it's not an instant gratification kind no. of a thing. <laughs> sure, it sure isn't. It's hard, and, and, and you know, having been in on on both sides, it's hard. It takes a lot of work, and it can really suck at times as yep. well. But yep. the payoff is great. Julie, thanks for the conversation today. Appreciate it. Great to talk to you. Thanks for having me. There you go. That's Julie Friedman Smith with Parenting Power. You can find them online at Parenting Power. You can follow them as well at Parenting Power. Uh, Trucker Dave says, "Hey Jay, great interview so far. I'm a middle child." So things are making sense now. Um, Jalen says a difficult situation for parents to navigate. We talk about favorites and stuff like that. All other children are loved the same, but one is more entertaining than the other. This looks like favoritism. Also, one may be trying for a baccalaureate or some great achievement in athletics. These kids are given more help, which also looks like favoritism. The trick is to involve the whole family in the parent's goal for the apparent favorite child. Um, this one says, hey, Jay, my mom liked me the best. Mm-hmm. 
And Cody says, uh, you know what, a comedian along the line said, you love all of your kids equally, but you like one more than the others. Yeah, it's a challenge, right? And Mike says, you know, one four-year-old boy, a nearly two-year-old girl, and a seven-month-old boy. The middle girl is favored because she is the most polite, easy to sleep, uh, easy to put to sleep. She sleeps all night and listens the best. Jay, I love all of the children, but the behavior of the boys makes them less likable. Yeah, interesting position to be in, isn't it? Uh, isn't it, folks? You know, I still joke to this day that my brother was the favorite child. I call him the golden child to this day because my brother was, um, you know, the beautiful, he was so, such a good looking child. He had beautiful blonde hair and big blue eyes and um, always did well in school, was the, the top athlete in the city, you know, through, you know, through the high school leagues and stuff like that, you name it. He was all-star basketball, all-star football, all-star golf, you know, you name it, he did it, you know. And then, you know, I kind of half-assed it through, you know, school and, and did my best, but um, it, it became a joke even. It, here's the funny thing. So when your grandparents, when my grandparents were still alive, my parents, we, we had the slideshow, you know, that chick you know, and we would sit down and my parents would put out the slideshow and it would be so great. And every time a picture of my brother came up, trust me, I'm over this, but it's just funny. Every time a picture of my brother came up, they'd go, aww. And then a picture of me would come up and they would laugh. Like, seriously, it was the ugliest kid, big frizzy hair, long gangly arms, braces. But every time, you know, when your grandmother laughed at you, yeah, yeah, yeah. You just kind of hope for the best someday. <laughs>